I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. Free 10 glass today. Get up to 100 air miles, bonus miles at Shell. Text the word Shell to number 111222. Details at shell.ca slash 100 miles. Edmonton's home for breaking news on your favorite teams. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on the voice of your Edmonton Oilers and Eskimos, 630 Chad. Back to games in the third period in the NHL. Rangers up 4-1 on Carolina. The Islanders lead St. Louis 1-0. Columbus up 4-1 on New Jersey. In the second period, the Canadians ahead of the Panthers 2-1. Ducks up 1-0 on the Red Wings. Predators lead the Capitals 3-zip. Arvidsson with a couple of goals. He's up to 16 on the season. No score, Kings in the Wild. No score, Vegas in Winnipeg. And in the first period, the Tampa Bay Lightning on a goal by Palat, leading Dallas 1-0. Later on tonight, the Penguins will play the Sharks. Oilers in Vancouver tomorrow. Middle game of this stretch of seven for the Edmonton Oilers, where they play six at home. This is the only road game in that bunch. Six o'clock for the face-off show on 6.30, Ched. The play-by-play with Jack and Bob will start at eight. Colby Cave is expected to play center tomorrow for the Edmonton Oilers. Claimed off waivers today from the Boston Bruins. Uh, Taking a chance on this guy, 24 years of age. See if he can uh, fit into the lineup and uh, maybe help the Oilers from a depth standpoint. Possibly Yamamoto and Petrovic returning tomorrow from their respective injuries. My name is Reed Wilkins. Thanks a lot for tuning in. You can text 630-630. Our phone number is 780-496-0063. The Edmonton Oil Kings having a pretty good season. They uh, swept their three-game weekend. 5-1 winners at Lethbridge. 2-1 winners in overtime at Medicine Hat. 4-1 winners yesterday on home ice against Lethbridge, and they are getting ready to go in Medicine Hat tomorrow night. Now, this is part of our Practice with a King contest, so I'm going to interview Jake Neighbors, and then uh, I will bring people live on the air to answer two trivia questions about Jake Neighbors, the answers for which will be uh, part of this interview. So you may want to make sure that you pay attention as I interview as, as, as I introduced Jake as the fourth overall pick in the 2017 Bantam Draft. Jake, you're on with Reed. How are you doing? I'm doing good, Reed. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for making time for me tonight. Uh, yeah, what do, you, what do you remember about that, uh, that Bantam Draft and getting the call that you'd been picked by the Oil Kings fourth overall in 2017? Yeah, it was amazing. I mean, um, you know, obviously I wanted to play in the WHL and uh, just to be drafted, um, you know, somewhere in the first two rounds would have been pretty cool. But to go fourth, and uh, especially to the Oil Kings, was uh, something special for me. I mean, no. It's a uh, world-class organization. So. No, no, you grew up in Airdrie? Yeah. 
All right, uh, and Ty Ratty, obviously, with the Edmonton Oilers is from Airdrie. Have, I know he's older than you. Have you ever met Ty or worked out with him or anything like that? Uh, I've never met Ty, no. I've uh, met his brother, Tayden, a couple times and uh, pretty familiar with his dad, Rob. But, um, no, I've never really had the chance uh, to talk to Ty too much. Uh, just he's busy with the Jake, for you growing up in uh, in Airdrie, what was minor hockey like? Uh, is it the Airdrie Extreme, the team out there? Is that who you played for, or what was your path to the dub like? Yeah, I mean, I played uh, all my minor hockey in Airdrie. Um, yeah, I played for the Extreme my first year Batham, uh, and then my second year Batham, I went moved to Kelowna um, and played for the Pursuit of Excellence Batham Prep in my draft year. And then, uh, but yeah, that was pretty much uh, my path to the, to the WHL. All right, and, and and for you, I mean, look, you've you're a high draft pick in the WHL. You're off to a promising start here with the Oil Kings, and and, and I know you. I'm sure you're hoping you, you're playing games in the NHL someday. For you as a kid, was there a point? Because I, I I would think most five or six year old kids start playing hockey because you know it, it's fun and it's it, it's cool. Uh, did you have to have kind of an epiphany moment where it's like, okay, I I'm pretty good. If I really commit, maybe I can go somewhere with this. Or what was that like for you? Yeah, I think uh, kind of that that point for me was uh, after my first year battle. You know, it's like it's your first real taste of a, a decent level of hockey, so. Um, and I did pretty well as the first year with the Extreme. Um, and I thought if I wanted to take the next step uh, into the WHL, uh, I needed more training and, and more work on my game. So that uh, factored into my decision to go to the Pursuit of and, and develop my game there. Well, as you've sort of gone through your teens here, what parts of your game have you spent the most time trying to round out? A day. Jake, can you still hear me? Kellen, can you? Oh, we're having a great interview here with Jake. Let's uh, <laughs> let's check that that connection. He's been fun to talk to. We got Jake Neighbors from the uh, Edmonton Oil Kings on the line, and what we're doing here is after the interview, uh, we're going to have a contest for someone to practice with a king. So if you have a, a, a young uh, boy or girl playing minor hockey and oil king will come out to their practice next monday tuesday or wednesday jake uh, i think we re- we just got you a little garbled there for a second i'll, I'll re-ask that question as you've gone through your teens what parts of your game have you tried to round out yeah i think skating is the most important thing i mean nowadays it's such an important asset to change the game so um i didn't always have uh, the, the quickest feet so it's something i've been working on uh for a couple of years now and i think i've took a in the right direction, but obviously I'm still working on it. All right. You know, Jake, I spend a lot of time in this job talking about the Edmonton Oilers and their up-and-down season. They're uh, fighting for a playoff spot. You guys have been pretty up-and-down as well, but you're in a better spot in the standings. You are first in the Central Division with 55 points in 45 games. What's been the key to the team surviving some of the tough stretches this season? Because you did have some extended stretches, you know, where you had one win or, or even no wins for six, seven, eight games. Yeah, I think uh, to start the year, you know, we started, I think we went on a nine-game nine game slide. So um, we've been very streaky this start the year. I think the most important thing is just sticking our game plan, I mean, um, if we just keep playing the way that you know Brad wants us to play, and, and that we know we're capable of playing, then a win's going to come eventually. So, kind of just sticking with that attitude and, and believing in the guys in the room is important. 
All right. Now, now with you being from Airdrie, do you have family at a lot of games, either home or away? What's that been like? Yeah, no, I think my mom and dad uh, make the trips up pretty much every weekend if we're playing two or three home games um, here in Edmonton. And, uh, you know, we make the trip to Lethbridge, Manhattan, obviously Calgary. Um, so, yeah, they've been in a lot of games. And, and even down in Saskatchewan, I have a lot of family down there. So, you know, the support uh, pretty much anywhere I go has been pretty good. Now, were either of your parents high-level high athletes? Uh, my dad played... Um, uh, professional in uh, in Europe at one point in his career, but um, they never played too high of a level hockey, I'd say. But uh, my mom did play her yet, but no, I've never really had a, a star-studded athlete in the family. Okay, so are they uh, are, are they a good source of a, a advice though when it comes to some of the challenges uh, with the game, or do you have other mentors for that? Yeah, I mean, obviously, um, my dad's probably my number one go-to guy um, when it comes to advice about the game. Uh, he watches it every night it's on so he, he loves to study the game and he's got a lot of good input to give me and um you know obviously i use guys like advisors and uh and uh you know buddies dads that have been through it um but yeah i would say my dad my number one right on well jake you know you're off to a great start with the oil kings uh, it's great to have you on the team thanks for checking in tonight all the best the rest of the season we will of course do this again and uh, I, we'll see uh, whether it's you or your teammates going out to uh, to a minor hockey practice. Well, I think a few of you guys are going out, so you'll be out there somewhere, I'm sure. But we're going to give uh, somebody away right now. Thanks for doing this, Jake, and all the best. Hey, thanks for having me. So 780-496-0063. I'm going to ask you a couple of questions about Jake Neighbors live on the air, both of which uh, I revealed and I think emphasized in that interview. So again, here's the criteria. Kellen, if we line people up, we can do this right now before we break. Um, so if you have a child playing in minor hockey week with a practice next Monday, Wednesday, or sorry, next Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday, January 21st, 22nd, or 23rd, you're eligible to win, and you will get an Edmonton Oil King to join you uh, at your kid's practice. But I, I'm not just going to give it away. You have to answer two trivia questions live on the air about Jake Neighbors, and we will uh, start it off with Ross here on the line. Ross, were you paying attention during that interview? I think I was. I was doing my best. All right. Well, first of all, thanks for listening to the show. Thank you. Uh, What is Jake Neighbors' hometown? Airdrie. He was drafted in the 2017, or pardon me, yeah, 2017 Bantam Draft. Where did he go overall? He went fourth overall. Absolutely, Ross. Now, who's uh, who? Do you uh, you got a boy or a girl playing minor hockey? I got a boy. He plays novice major for KC West. Oh, cool! How's the season going? Uh, we're we're not bad. Average team, five hundred. About you know, we moved up a couple tiers, so we're we're still getting adjusted to the new tier. Okay. Now, is this uh, a couple months ago? We, we were talking about some novice hockey and the not keeping score. Is he still keeping score at his level? No, we keep score and standings actually. Okay. So what yeah. do you, what do you as a dad yeah. of a novice kid? I don't know if you have another one on the way or that might play in the future, but what do you think of uh, the, the half ice and the, the no scorekeeping that the new novice kids are coming up through? Well, I like it from what I've read and whatnot. It's, it's, and I've watched a few games with the novice minor kids. It's actually better. I think it really helps their skating. A lot more touches on the puck, and, and I just think it gets you know both teams more involved. I, I like it. At first I thought, you know what, this kind of sucks, but you know what, I think... <laughs> I, I like it. I think it's good for overall 
development. The kids got to work on their skating for sure. Yeah, so, well, nothing uh, wrong. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah. No, I'm a fan. I'm an assistant coach on our team, and, and at first I thought, wow, I'm glad my, my son didn't have to play that last year. But you know what? I, I think it's a good thing. They, they've done the right thing. Can we get more touches for some of the Oilers on the attack, Ross? Any ideas there? <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> well, Buffalo kept giving him the puck yesterday, so that was well, kind of nice. One way. Yeah. <laughs> Ross, stay on the line. Kellen's going to okay. take down your info, so uh, and then uh, you know you got you got to practice next Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday. You'll get an oil king out to that. Thanks a lot, Ross. Sounds good. Thanks a lot. All right, Inside Sports on six thirty. Chad Ross was paying attention. He knew those Jake Neighbors trivia questions, so uh, he gets the practice with a king. It is. I'm Alex Rodriguez, and I'm Jason Kelly from Bloomberg. This is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. 717, we are going to talk with a Golden Bear, Zach Zachenko. A big weekend in between the pipes for the Bears. He's coming up next. This is Mike Riley from your Edmonton Eskimos, and you're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chet. Yeah, the CFL news today. Chris Jones leaves the Saskatchewan Rough Riders to become a defensive specialist on the coaching staff of the Cleveland Browns. I know the uh, Riders have been considered by some a bit of a dark horse to maybe sign Mike Riley when he's a free agent in the offseason. I would think this pretty much uh, kills that possibility. I think it's between Edmonton and the BC Lions. I would still list the Eskimos as a front runner, but we'll see how that goes through the offseason. This portion of the show brought to you by Furnace Family, your 24-7 furnace repair and replacement specialist. Call 7804-FAMILY or online, FurnaceFamily.com. The U of A Golden Bears coming off a couple wins over for UBC, their goaltender is Zach Sachenko. Zach, welcome back to the show. How are you doing? Good. How about yourself? Doing very well. It's great to have you on the show again. Congratulations on being named the uh, first star of the week in Canada West. Uh, pretty pretty cool honor for you. Uh, but let, let me ask you about this. Do, do you as an athlete pay attention to, to stuff like this? Do you kind of think, okay, that's cool and move on? Or what's your reaction? Uh, a little bit of both. I mean, obviously, it's cool to get recognized by uh, by the league and by the uh, the organization. At the, end, at the end of the day, you know, it's just all about the team and if we're winning and uh, I'm in a good mood. And that's the biggest thing. The team's doing well right now and we're, we're, we're successful. Well, tell me a little bit about the team. I mean, you went into UBC, I, I think a team you would have been favored to beat. Obviously, you did get the one shutout, but the, the other game on the weekend was a lot closer with 3-2 uh, double overtime win. What were these games like, Zach? Yeah, they're tight. I mean, I, I know I see it firsthand more than anything now with, uh, with uh, the little games we play and the importance of a playoff season for, for just revenue and stuff like that for the schools. Teams are, teams are making a push here. And with, uh, I think we got eight conference games left before the playoff season. You know, teams are making a push. And, you know, every team's kind of fighting for that playoff position, fighting for that, uh, that better seed, the home ice advantage, or whatever the case may be. You know, teams are pushing hard. And, you know, it's, it's a race. There's races through, through the uh, standings, and no one's set in stone yet. So these, these games are important. From, from your view in the crease, what does the team's attack look like? Because it, it seems to me, and I know you added Tyler Soy as well, so you got an addition there, and it, and it sounds like 
you're maybe not completely healthy up front, but more than you were earlier in the season? Yeah, no, it's uh, he's a huge piece that we added up, and it's just uh, no, it's it's a fun group. We've got a real good group of guys here, and I think the biggest thing is we're all buying into the system. I know Ian's trying to uh, to implement his own coaching style, and I think it took a little longer than what we expected to to kind of buy in and get familiar with it. But now that we're uh, we're buying into the system, you know, we're doing the little things right. We're playing hard, and it's uh, we're a tough team to beat. Obviously, it uh, we've got a lot of skill, but uh, when our team works hard, you know, we're a real tough team to beat. Zach Sachenko, U of A Golden Bears goaltender, joining us tonight on Inside Sports. They're getting ready to take on Mount Royal in a home-and-home this weekend. And Mount Royal has been a bit of a pesky opponent the last few years in Canada West ever since they joined from the from the ACAC. Tell us a little bit about their program and, and uh, why they've been a tough out for a lot of teams. Yeah, I think the biggest thing about Royal is they kind of play with that uh, no fear attitude. I mean, they don't really have anything to lose. You know, they come out and they can beat they can beat the top teams. I think they took uh, took Saski to overtime this year, and Saskatchewan's got a really really good team. And that's the biggest thing I see with Mount Royal is they're just you know they're tenacious, they're relentless on the puck, and they're tough to play against. You know, we've uh, we've had some history with them. We knocked them out of playoffs last year, so it should be a great weekend hockey, and uh, it'll be a good time. All right, Zach, uh, we, we've done a few of these interviews over the last couple of years. Going to have some fun with you here. Obviously, we are uh, into a new year, a couple of weeks in. Did you make any New Year's resolutions? And if so, are you willing to share them on Inside Sports? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've got a few New Year's resolutions. I don't know if they're appropriate to share it online. So uh, I'll keep it to myself. I'll, I'll let you know one of my uh, not-so-big New Year's resolutions is to try and uh, you know, really dial it down on my studies here and get uh, – get into the uh, program I want to get into this summer. And what program is that? I just got a summer internship within Edmonton and stuff like that, so just try and help my career. Okay, good stuff. Well, we've talked about that before, right? Balancing the, the school and the hockey. I think you've been pretty good at it, but is this just a bit of a, a reminder about how, how, you have to, how you have to do that? Yeah, I think so. It's always a reminder, and it's just, uh, you know, I'm a strong believer if you take care of stuff in the classroom and stuff on the ice, to take care of itself, and, uh, you know, it's all correlated to each other, being a good student, being a good athlete, and if, uh, if I can take care of myself in the uh, the classroom, I think uh, on the ice, we should, we should see success. All right, Zach. Well, congratulations on uh, being one of the Canada West three stars. Good for you, and all the best this weekend against Mount Royal. No, thanks, Reed. Appreciate that. Have, uh, thanks for having me on the show as well. Good stuff. That is U of A Golden Bears goaltender Zach Sachenko. Very good duo there with Brendan Burke, and he is one of the three stars for Canada West. Okay, we're uh, going to roll into the 7.30 news here. We will hear from Milan Lucic as we move along. You'll also meet the new director of player personnel, David Turner, for the Edmonton Eskimos. You can text 630-630-780-496-0063 is the open line. Of course, Luch is the discussion. What are your expectations? What's realistic for him to contribute now that the puck seems to be fine in the back of the net again. Your home for breaking news and expert opinion. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chad. Appreciate you tuning in tonight. Here's what's going on in the NHL. In overtime, the Blues and the Islanders are tied 1-1. The Rangers taking it to the Hurricanes tonight. It's 6-2 with three minutes left. In the final minute of the third period, Columbus is going to win. They're up 4-1 on the Devils. After two, Montreal leading Florida 3-1. Early third, Anaheim 
Winless in 11 with a 1-0 lead on Detroit. Predators up 5-1 on the Capitals late in the second period. The Wild lead the Kings 1-0 late second period. So the Wild and the Ducks both with leads. That's uh, not good for the Oilers in the playoff chase. Jets with a 2-0 cushion on the Golden Knights. Connor and Perot, the goal scorers. It's late in the second period. And early second period, Tampa Bay 1, Dallas nothing. Coming up in about half an hour, the Penguins take on the Sharks. The Oilers will play Vancouver tomorrow, 8 o'clock face-off. Our face-off show will start at 6 here on 6.30, Chad. Mark in the Deer texting in, he says, so which Oiler team shows up tomorrow night in this Jekyll and Hyde season? Oh, Mark, if only I knew... <laughs> How about this? I'll say the good Oiler team. Because even though they've alternated win-loss, win-loss, it was actually uh, kind of the bad Oiler team in both the win over Florida and the loss to Arizona. I know Hitch referenced today that a few guys had the flu for that game. Okay, we'll, we'll give him that one, I guess. But still a pretty disappointing game. And then they beat Buffalo last night where I thought the Oilers had some good moments. They certainly finished some chances. And they, they, they still got hemmed in their own end too much. But they made fewer big mistakes, and they capitalized on the chances that were there. So I will say, Mark and the Deer, and I'm also being as optimistic as possible, that the uh, the better version of the Oilers shows up tomorrow in Vancouver. They're going to need it. They have not been good against the Canucks last couple of games. Uh, Share Bear, do injured players get full pay? Yes, they do in the NHL. Contracts are guaranteed. Colby Cave, by the way, expected to debut for the Oilers tomorrow. If you're asking yourself, who's that? Well, he's a waiver claim from the Boston Bruins. He will play center. He scored his first NHL goal on December 17th against Montreal. He has five points in 20 games with the Bruins. He's a uh, will-see type of guy. The Oilers have added a few of those this season. Frustrated fan texting in. I always enjoy getting messages from frustrated fan because I never really am sure what he's going to say. Frustrated fan says, are you going to watch Celebrity Big Brother because Ricky Williams is on it? Well, Kellen, I am not. Are you going to? No, I know there's a former WWE uh, women's wrestler that's on that show too, uh, Eva Marie, and... Nah, there's no appeal to that at all. I have a confession to make. This will probably not surprise people if you're one of the 14 people who listen to this show. I have never watched Big Brother. (laughs) I'm actually not a big television watcher in general, and I'm not a reality show fan at all. So, frustrated fan, if you had not texted me this today, it could have been 10 years from now, and I wouldn't have known that Ricky Williams was ever even on Celebrity Big Brother. Of course, the former Toronto Argonauts running back. Milan Lucic has three goals in his last four games after having two in the previous 88. I think uh, the mindset has been uh, not thinking or not worrying about scoring, just going out there and playing and competing and uh, playing the right way. And, and when you do that, uh, that's when you usually get well, rewarded. And uh, But like I said last night, the main thing is is we got the win and we put ourselves back in, uh, you know, in a tie for the second wildcard spot. That mindset, does that come internally? Has Hitch helped you with that at all? Where do you think it, it comes from? A little bit of both. Uh, but, you know, with having him come in, it's nice to, to have a reminder of how you need to play sometimes. And um, But also, uh, I think he's 
played me a little bit more and put me in a bigger role the last couple of games. And when you have confidence from the coach, it kind of goes into the players. So that has that has a lot to do with it as well. You know, he's uh, like you said, he's he's always uh, kind of pumped me up and, and and said a lot of positive things to me. And, he, and even in our in our one on one meetings, is you know. It, there has it's it's been critical at times, but it's been it's been good criticism. It's been almost positive criticism, and 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 you know that's that, that's something that I think I've always thrived on, and uh, um, just just gotta find a way to keep that going. Milan Lucic. Well, if he keeps it going, going to be a huge benefit to the Edmonton Oilers. I, I don't expect him necessarily to get three goals in every four game set, but if he starts getting two or three goals. Every 10-game set, then, yeah, that could be what the Oilers need, a little bit more depth scoring, someone to help Nugent Hopkins on that uh, second line. Here's uh, Luch commenting on Nuge. I've had a chance to play with, a lot with Nuge over the last two and a half years, and uh, I think as as we've gone on, I think we've found a way to create more, more chemistry, and I think... Um, you know, when I first got here, uh, he, he paid a lot more attention to his improving his defensive game, and and uh, it took a little bit away from his offense. And I think uh, last year and this year, he's been able to combine uh, both of them. So uh, he's going well. You know, he's a big part of this team, and uh, you know, being able to find chemistry with a player like him is has uh, has been fun to do. And and you know. Uh, Wherever he's playing, if he's if he's centering a line or, or playing on the wing with Connor, you know he's the type of guy that that uh, we need if uh, we need to step up uh, if we want to go where we want to be at the end of the year. Well, not a lot of criticisms on Nugent Hopkins' all-round game this season, and Milan Lucic likes what he sees as well. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Al has called in tonight. Good evening, Al. Hey, Reed. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Good. Got a bold trade here for you. Are you ready? Okay, let's go. Okay, Connor McDavid. Oh, my goodness. Come on. <laughs> Spooner. Well, listen to me out. Spooner. And and that defenseman they got from Philly. Just forget his name. Uh, Manning, the one from Chicago? Yeah, Manning. Sorry, he was with Philly, and then he went to Chicago. Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. To the Leafs for Mitch Marner and Morgan Riley and maybe a, maybe a draft. Well, I, I, would, I think if you're trading Connor McDavid, you'd have to get more than two players in one pick, wouldn't you? Oh, Marner's untapped. Marner is just touching the surface. You wait till he fills out, gets a bit stronger. The guy's got probably better hands than Patrick Kane already, and he's young. Well, he's pretty good. Now, would you actually make that trade, Al? You would trade Connor McDavid if you were running the Oilers? Yeah, because uh, you're gonna you're gonna get a bit of salary cap relief. You're not. If you don't start winning with McDavid in the lineup, I'll tell you right now. I played hockey coach to my whole life. You, you're gonna, he's gonna get depression will set in, and then you know, if we waste any more of his years, I'll tell you it's gonna be trouble. Well, they got to they got to build a better team around him. There's there's no doubt about that. Thanks, Sal. Appreciate it, man. Okay, you take care, Reed. That is Al at seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. One thing about Milan Lucic is uh, he's he's been an interesting guy 
for for talk shows like this one over the last year or so, and I, and I know I get everything from get this guy off the team, buy him out, give him away for nothing, to people who say he's he's worth it, he's big, the Oilers need that, he's going to come around, and uh, you st- uh, people wanted people in Rogers Place wanted that hat trick for him yesterday. You heard the Luch chant whenever he touched the puck, and he certainly heard it as well. Oh, I mean, you know, I think you'd have to ask the fans um, more than me about uh, about that. I think. You know, even though stuff wasn't going in, I I, I think my effort was there. I mean, my, I I always I, that's I've always I've learned you know so far throughout my career that you got to control what you can control, and that's your work ethic and that's your effort. And I think that's maybe what what's uh, uh, you know kept me I guess like you said uh, popular in their eyes it's good to see it's it's good to hear i think they they enjoy the physical play i mean i think uh all the fans around the league and enjoy the play it's 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 what's made me a popular player in all of the three organizations that i've played in and it hasn't really been the goals or the assists it's been it's been uh the competitive level and uh and the physicality so uh, i think that that goes more than anything all right. Well, I, I think even the harshest critics of Luch, if you're an Oilers fan, you want him to do well. I, I assume you want your team to do well. If he starts doing better, the team will do better. Corey on the line as well. Hello, Corey. Hey, how's it going? Oh, I'm doing pretty good. Good. I just wanted to make one comment about the previous caller uh, wanting to trade Connor McDavid to Toronto. I just, I would like it if you put him on block so he can never call into the 6:30 radio station again. Okay. Well, hey, I'm not even. I'm not even kidding. If he wants to cheer for Marner, tell him to be a Maple Leafs fan. We need Connor supported in Edmonton, not talking about trading our number one guy. I, I don't think he's going to be traded, Corey. If you want my opinion, <laughs> I don't know if you care, but I don't. I don't think he's going to be traded. Uh, Connor McDavid should never be traded, and the guy that called in to suggest it should should be blocked from calling any Edmonton Oilers fan or radio <laughs> station for life. All Thanks, right. Reed. Is that it, Corey? Okay, that was it for Corey. Yeah, we have Jamie as well. Hi, Jamie. Hey, how you doing, Reed? Doing quite well. That's good. I got a different trade for you. I don't know if I'm uh, if this is a pie in the sky dream dream for another fan, but you know it addresses one major need Edmonton has, which is scoring. Okay. I'd say send the first overall pick or our first pick, the first whatever rounder. that's going to yep. be. Yeah, Pujarvi, Lucic, and Nurse. To St. Louis and bring back uh, Petrangelo uh, and uh, Tarasenko. Okay, that's an interesting one. Um, I mean, I'll just play devil's advocate. You know, Lucic would have to waive the clause, right? So that would be. Uh, I, I, that... I, I understand that, but I think for Edmonton, that'd give us a scoring winger that we'd have till 2023, a good defenseman that actually can get shots through on the net. All right. Well, that one's probably more realistic than trading McDavid. Um, if you were St. Louis, though, I'll just ask you this as a counter. Would you feel like you know what you are getting in Puli Yarvi? And would you want Lucic for $6 million for another four years? That's the issue there, right? Yeah, but Edmonton would have to dump salary, uh, some sort of salary to bring Tarasenko's salary on. That would be pretty much the equivalent to Tarasenko's and Bikes. Right. Okay. Thanks. Jamie, you're still there? Yeah. Okay, you're kind of garbled, so I'm going to put you on hold. All right. Well, interesting trade suggestions. I don't think McDavid is going to be traded. 
Uh, let's just put that out there right away. It is 7.45. It is Inside Sports on 6.30, Chet. Uh, we will- With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Meet a new guy with the Edmonton Eskimos in an important position. David Turner is the new director of player personnel when we get back. Hi, this is Ryan Eugene Hopkins from your Edmonton Oilers. You're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio 630 Chad. There's the Nuge, ready to go tomorrow against the Vancouver Canucks. We have it for you at 6.30, Chad. Face-off show will be at 6, and the play-by-play with Jack and Bob will start at 8. Looking forward to that one as the Oilers and the Canucks, two of the four teams in the Western Conference, tied for the last playoff spot with 47 points. Now, uh, I can tell you, though, that Anaheim is playing right now, and they have... Oh, they no longer have the lead. Detroit has tied it 1-1 with nine minutes left, and Minnesota is hosting L.A. It is 1-1 after two periods. So Oilers fans hoping for the Kings and the Red Wings to pull out those victories. Remember this name, Diego Jair Viamontes Cotera, the first-ever player drafted in the CFL draft for Mexican players, and he was taken by your Edmonton Eskimos. To discuss that, and joining the Green and Gold, their new Director of Player Personnel, David Turner. David, welcome to the show. How are you doing? Doing well. Thank you very much. Appreciate you having me on. Well, yeah, welcome to the show, and welcome to Edmonton, and welcome to the Edmonton Eskimos. I know it's been a busy few weeks for you here. Uh, tell us a, a little bit about this opportunity in Edmonton for you, uh, why it uh, why it appealed to you, and you know what makes you uh, think the Green and Gold's a good fit here for this stage in your career. Oh, I just think getting an opportunity to play, uh, participate in an organization like Edmonton Eskimos, the rich history and the football traditions that are embedded in there as an organization, the standards that they carry through uh, the community and with all their uh, winning histories and you know, Hall of Famers that have played there is just to be part of a football tradition like that. It's it's very appealing to guys like me. You know the the first line of your your bio on on the Eskimos website is it says you spent the last couple of seasons as a Blesto scout for the Carolina Panthers, B L E S T O. I'm going to let you put it in your own words. It'll be easier than me trying to explain it. What what is Blesto? What were you doing the last couple of years? So a Blesto scout is basically a year ahead of all the other scouts. And what we do is we'll set the table for the scouts coming in behind us in our area. So I have the Mountain West region, which um, contained Utah, Arizona, Wyoming, Colorado, New Mexico, Kansas, and UTEP. So once December hit, I was done with this year's draft for NFL. Or as case last year, 2019 draft. And I start looking at those players. So in meetings in May, we would be able to discuss the next year's players and get the table set for the scouts going through in the fall. 
All right. So we're watching a lot of young players then, and uh, this is going to be important, obviously, in your in your role with the Eskimos. From what you've seen, you know, the, 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 this always comes up. Do you need a different type of player for the Canadian Football League, or is that maybe not as much as a factor as maybe it used to be? How do you look at the, the skill set you want comparing league to league? With all the teams I've ever been on, a good understanding of what the coaches are looking for, each player to produce on game day um, is the key. Whether it's you're running a 3-4 or 4-3 defense, if you're running a single high safety look or a double, all those bring different skill sets. So understanding what the coaches would like, those skill sets to perform on game day in their schemes is the key to any path to success. Um, the 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 more streamlined that conversation between coaches and scouts are, the better supplied the coaches are to win ball games each and every week. How would you de- describe your, you know, your uh, your connection with the CFL? Maybe your knowledge level with the teams and, and the leagues, given that you've been working south of the border, uh, you know, most of your career. Good question. So when I was at the Raiders and I was assistant director of pro personnel, the CFL was one of my responsibilities to cover and know all the skills coming out of that league and um, being able to track it for Mr. Davis and be able to recommend players that I witnessed and saw. So I've watched CFL football for many, many years. I've over the years have relationships with obviously Jim Pop and Brock um, and Coach Huffnagel was at the New York Giants when I was as an intern and personnel there. Again, Cole, his son, and I grew up in this business together. So I've always kept an eye on the CFL in and out of the league and everywhere I've been um, just because of my friendships and making sure I know how they're doing and what it's looking like. And it's been an intriguing game the whole time uh, as I've been in arena and UFL. Uh, the offensive schemes, the three-down systems, the challenges that all brings, I, I just think that, that really sparks my interest in being able to compete in a league like that. Okay, well, good to hear. There's a long background there. That's pretty cool. David Turner joining us on Inside Sports. He was recently named the Director of Player Personnel for your Edmonton Eskimos. And, of course, uh, the news here over the last few days is uh, the draft of players who were playing in uh, in Mexico, which uh, I, I is, is obviously very new and new to a lot of fans who are kind of like, well, wait a minute, what's, what's going on? Uh, tell us a little bit about this Mexican league and these Mexican players. Are, are they at a level where where they might be able to come in and compete for jobs? Like, How, how do you look at these guys who were, who were picked over the weekend, David? The excitement in Mexico with the CFL being down there and the exposure to CFL football was really incredible. They, it was such a warm, welcoming environment for us to go into a situation and evaluate their top talent that they brought to the table was exciting for all of us. I know that, and I know the energy the young men brought to the process, the competitive nature that they had, really gave us a good environment to evaluate their abilities. Now, can I say they're ready to take over a spot? Only time will tell. There are some, I believe, the players we picked in Diego and everybody that we, we were bringing to the table all showed some very good competitiveness, very good uh, character, which I know is important to the Eskimo family. And I think every one of them will be great ambassadors to the, to the game for us. 
through through your experience scouting, I mean, look, we know football in the United States is is huge. You mentioned some of the states you've been working in. I mean, there there are so many players, um, more Canadian players, obviously going to the NFL than ever before, and, and a lot of great Canadians in the CFL. I mean, maybe this isn't fair to ask you, but I don't know how much you've you've seen worldwide. But is there a, a country that's you'd sort of say third in, in, in developing football players. I mean, I know there are some European nations that uh, football's taken off a little bit. How do you look at that sort of global player development, David? When I was in the Arena Football League, we started uh, Arena Football China. And China, I believe, is up to eight or nine teams now playing. In Tokyo, in Japan, there's um, American football being institutionalized there where different companies like... Toshiba and Toyota and them are sponsoring teams. Um, I even know in India they're sponsoring teams. I think the popularity of football is growing, not just NFL football, but American football and Canadian football just in general. It's growing in Australia. There's, I think, over 100 different club teams. In New Zealand, there's another big population growing there in uh, club teams. And people are paying to play the game because they really fall in love with playing it. Um, most of the players that we play, uh, we drafted or we talked to in Mexico have been playing since they were eight and five years old, which was a surprise to me. I didn't realize that they had peewee leagues in Mexico. So I think the the game is growing in its popularity with the exposure through TV, through young programs. Um, people are going to get addicted, and it's going to be a global game sooner than we realize. All right. Well, David, again, thanks for updating us on, on what you're doing and a little bit on your background. Again, welcome to the Eskimos. We look forward to the work you're going to do as Director of Player Personnel. Thanks for your time tonight. Appreciate the time. David Turner now on board as Director of Player Personnel for the Eskimos. Final look at the scoreboard. Islanders beat the Blues 2-1 in overtime. The Rangers knock off the Hurricanes 6-2. Blue Jackets beat the Devils 4-1. Seven minutes left in Montreal. The Canadians leading the Panthers 3-1. Four minutes left in Detroit. The Red Wings now ahead of the Ducks 2-1. It could be 12 in a row without a win for Anaheim. Nashville pounding Washington at 6-1 after two. Kings and Wild 1-1 after two. And also after 40, Winnipeg leading Vegas 2-zip. In the second period, Tampa Bay up 1-0 on Dallas. Oilers Oilers and Canucks tomorrow. 6 o'clock face-off show game at 8 here on 6.30. Chad, thanks to Kellen Kennedy, our studio producer, Dave Campbell, the producer. My name is Reed Wilkins. Thanks for tuning in. 6.30, Chad, Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30, Chad.